The Future Lifestyle Pro Podcast. Monday. It's quite nice weather outside. And it's time for a fucking other Metsy Monday. Whoa, whoa. Wish it was Sunday. Yeah. Fucking Sunday. <clears throat> I uh I listened to this pretty cool podcast series on on uh, Audible. I subscribe to Audible uh, audiobooks, and you also get all these podcast series and free audiobooks and stuff like that. And one of them was called Finding Q, and it was about trying to get to the bottom of um, the movement behind something called QAnon. And I'm not sure if you remember QAnon or if you've ever heard of it. Um, I have. And a lot of people I know have. But then I'll ask some other people, like my wife, for example, and she has absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. But QAnon was, um, I'd say, a cult, which was used to spread conspiracies. Um, And it culminated in the insurrection of the White House in America um, at the beginning of the year. And... It were it were really interesting podcast series, but I just it kind of made me got me thinking about why people subscribe to this kind of thing, cults, why people choose to invest all their energy into certain things. Because the thing with QAnon and and other similar conspiracy based things, what it did is it got a lot of people that I know. English people really heavily invested in American politics. I mean, yeah, all right, we are related slightly to America, but America's not England. You know, I couldn't give a shit who who, uh, who who a member of Congress in America is. I don't care. I care who the president is, uh, only so I know who he is when he's on the news, if I ever see it. Um, but a lot of these people who I noticed on Facebook, my timeline started getting flooded with people um, talking about certain plans. It's, there's, it's all part of a big plan. Everything's going according to plan. They'd even start saying things in the language of what these QAnon conspiracy theorists were were spouting. Hello, Vanessa. Um and people started going a little bit insane with it, I think. And I think it didn't help because we're all locked down. People were bored. You know, they had they, they were confused with the world. They wanted to make sense of it. They wanted some certainty amongst all the confusion. Because really, that's what cults do. They they give people certainty. Really, that fundamentally, that's that's the first step in the door. Of the cult church. (laughs) Um, But my personal opinion on conspiracy cults and all this lot is, and I still see it 
to this day and age on on my timeline on Facebook, and I have to refrain from diving in because people who subscribe to conspiracy theories, they are they they're really really uh, almost violently uh, opposed to anyone who doesn't kind of subscribe to their way of thinking. They will literally hammer you with facts and knowledge and stuff that they've accumulated if you disagree with them. But my personal opinion is there is no grand plan. There is no secret cabal. There is no overall grand plan for the for the earth and for the people of the earth. There just isn't. There's just too many chefs. There's too many chefs cooking in the same kitchen of world domination for there to be one grand plan. There just isn't. I'm sorry. And if you really peel the onion back and do the thought experiment and go down, 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 down on it, you, f you usually find that most of the conspiracies are bullshit. They just, they, they, don't, they don't stand up after a while the, the, to reasoning. Um, anyway, I think when this... When this stuff happened in January, this insurrection raid on the White House, I think Q the QAnon movement died off. And it was almost as if people had woken up from some sort of bad dream. And, and, and you know, there was the 5G, and then there was the, P you know, there was the baby in Pizzagate, blood-drinking uh, American politicians, um, you know, and... and, and and then there was, you know, whatever else. It's just a lot of shit. And, and people started to... They were getting, I think, a bit mentally ill with it. Um, it was becoming really, you know, it was really bad. Now, they, they were finding the belonging within a group of people because what cults do is they provide meaning and certainty where there's a lot of uncertainty. That's how they get you at first. Um, now, religion used to provide give people belonging. Religion was the thing that gave everyone belonging. Belonging, But now, obviously, with the, the, all the new inventions and the spread of technology, religions become much more diluted. And now things like TikTok, that'll give kids belonging. It, it, you know, belonging is such a powerful human need. And in fact, it's almost the most powerful human need, and we don't even realise it. TikTok for kids... It's almost like sugar. It tricks you into thinking that it's the, it's something that you need, and in fact, it's actually really unhealthy. TikTok gives kids um, a lot of kids belonging, don't it? You know, they'll sit all day on it. They feel like they're part of something, and then when they move away from the phone, they look up and they're part of nothing, and, and they're just wasting the time. When when the printing press got got uh, invented, that was kind of the beginning of the end, I think. For for well. I'm not saying religions come to an end by any stretch of the imagination, but it used to be everyone was religious 500 years ago. Um, when the printing press got invented, the spread of information started, and the more spread, the, the more the more freely the information spread, the more people could reason the way around the thing that they felt that they were a part of. So people started becoming atheists. People started to create different movements and stuff like that. And I think that the internet has done the same thing, but amped it up again. There's so much information that the the belonging that we did have, the belonging within our families, the belonging within our religions, our local communities, even that's becoming diluted now. 
because of the amount of information readily available on the internet. Um, it, we just we we're so interconnected, but we've never been more separated at the same time, and it's quite weird. We we evolved for face to face interaction. We evolved to to spend time with human beings. You know, I've talked about this loads of times in the past, but all of a sudden to have that taken away, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna have an impact on people mentally. Um, and with all the information readily available because of the internet, and because people are literally sat on doing nothing on their phones all the time, there's a lot of confusion. And like I said, cults provide that certainty. QAnon provided that certainty, um, and it and it, it roped people in. And the the thing about truth, the 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 thing about yeah, truth. Yes, there is a true. There is a truth. There is a true truth, like. The little live button that I can see in the corner, that's red. That's truth. But often with complex things, truth is a moving target. And by the time you get to the bottom of a truth, the actual truth has changed. That's what reason why science is such a a good method to find the truth is because it just it's a it's a process of elimination. It's not this is one way to think and science is another way to think. All science is is it's just a process of elimination. It's just finding out what's more true than the last truth that they had, uh, that, that was that, that was common knowledge. Um, and the thing about science as well, scientists, they're constantly trying to prove each other wrong. They want to, get, they want to prove each other over wrong, and they want to prove themselves wrong. They want to get to the truth. And, and, that's, so, and that's such an important thing, the peer-reviewed part of it. That's why I always say to people, books are the most books are the best way to gather knowledge because books really are peer-reviewed they might not be quite as topical but books stand the test of time in terms of knowledge more than anything else and when you get i think it's important for people to read broadly but not too deeply on one subject because what ends up happening is you end up obsessing over one thing, and this is what a lot of people who are involved with, you know, who subscribe to all these cultish, um, cultish movements do. You know, you see it a lot with vaccination. You see it a lot. You see it a lot with anything that's in the news at the moment. People obsess, obsess, obsess over one thing. But what what that does is it, it prevents you from learning about the bigger picture because you've not read broadly. You've not learnt broadly about what it is that you're doing and what ends up happening is so you'll speak to someone who's obsessed over a certain thing and they're just they're just wanting to confirm their own biases in an argument. They're obsessing over a certain thing in the in the studies and they're just confirming their own biases. Confirming their own biases, going deeper and deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. And they're just they're doing it for that endorphin hit. Confirmation bias is a huge thing psychologically for us. And every single time you you prove to yourself how right you were, you just get another little endorphin hit. So you keep going down that same route and same rabbit hole, and eventually, you know you you know a lot about one thing, but you just don't see the bigger picture because you've got no tools to see the bigger picture because you've got no reasoning faculty because you can't reason it against anything else. Um, it, learning about the same thing, learning about one thing at a time, and just obsessing over one thing and becoming a complete expert in one thing. It's really, it's really polarizing. 
Um, and it becomes, when you try to have a conversation with someone about a, a conspiracist, about a, a whatever conspiracy I want to talk to them about, the, the, it becomes like a popularity contest. You can't, I could never, I've, I've asked people to come on here and talk to me about things and they won't. It becomes a popularity contest because the people who are subscribing to the same belief system, they want their confirmation bias endorphins too. So you've got it's a it's an uneven playing field. There's no there's no conversation to be had. It's just one person arguing against another person, um, and the you know the person who you're arguing against they're just desperate to confirm their own biases. Really, what they're actually doing is they're just desperate to belong in the same group that they feel like they're getting their belonging from. That's and that's what it all really boils down to belonging. Um, that we ha we have to trust institutions what are institutions institutions are there are things that are there the systems that are there long before and long after us i'll give you an example uh, education's an institution the health system's an, an, an institution science is an institution religion's an institution um law's an institution and we have to accept that there are people that are more qualified in a certain in a certain topic than we are yes the information's available to us all online but us doing our own study and obsessing over one thing at a time it's unhealthy and it's it's it, we, we could never hold that amount of information that we wanted to gather in our mind at once we don't we don't try to fight our own battles in court we need a solicitor because the the law the institution of law provides solicitors that are designed to know more they're there they're trained to know more about law than we are we won't dare try to fight our own battle in court we won't dare even try half of us can't even sell our own houses we need solicitors to re read through the small print that's what institutions are for and one of the problems that i can see you know institutions they've developed over centuries they've taken centuries and centuries of of building up knowledge and being this constant cornerstone in society for us all. This is why we progress. This is why we live in such a progressive country. But it's not the people in them. Sorry, it's not the institutions that are bad. It's the people within them that often act that are bad. So what we what we tend to do is we blame the government. I hate the government. The government are poison. The government are this. The government are that. The government is an institution. The people within the government are bad. Hating the government is setting yourself up for a lot of stress. You can't deny as much as there's some proper dickheads in this government, and I'll you know I I, I dislike the people in this government just as much as any government I've, that I've ever known. But hating the government is silly because the government have provided us with a lot since we were born. Um, so it's not it's not the it's not the institutions that you need to be focusing your hate on. It's the people within them. Um, I mean, look at the countries that don't have institutions. You know, would you, uh, countries with strong institutions like the UK, Germany, America. There's a lot of countries with strong institutions. Look at those countries. China versus your ones in sub-Saharan Africa or, you know, in just in the Middle East and these kind of South America. It's a world apart, and it's because of institutions that you get that difference. And I know which one I pr prefer to be part of. 
So you've just got to be careful what you wish for. Um, one out of hundred, one I'd say about one out of every one hundred people are actually bad. It's not everyone, and you could get a cross section of a hundred of anyone. You could get a cross section of a hundred judges, and one of them will be a psychopath. You know, so it's just about having a bit more perspective, because when, when shit starts to go down. On the news and in life, when you see things like the the petrol thing that's going on at the moment. It's important that we we can hold our shit together. Going to bits over little things like that. Pointing the finger at other people. Thinking the world's going to rat shit. It, it's not really, is it? The world ain't going to rat shit. It's just a small problem. The world is not going to rat shit. I'd rather be in a position where I've got a car and I, and I, I have to wait a little bit for uh, some petrol than being in sub-Saharan Africa where I've got to carry buckets of water for six miles to even wash my family that day. Do you know what I mean? It's about a little bit more about having having perspective. The world gets better and better and better every single year. As much as you think it might be going to rat shit the world, it's actually getting better and better and better. We have more choice than ever. We live longer. We're more educated. All of the conditions that we would want to propagate our genes, you know, health, education, all of this stuff, we have more now than in, at any other time in history. Um, there's a cartoon, you might have seen it, there's two, there's two people draw the painting pictures in, in a jail cell. One of them is painting the bars, and one of them is painting the beautiful view beyond the bars, and it's a bit like that at the moment. I think you have to you have to look past the shit because there is always shit there's always things to make you upset but 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 you are not being a martyr by you're not changing anything by you being upset about it and depressed and being mentally affected by it you're not being a martyr you're just being another victim so it's it's your duty to look past the bars and look at the sunshine and the blue sky beyond the bars. I think bottom line is conspiracists, the lack belonging. Um, QAnon provided belonging for people who were confused, um, and, and you know, and, and that's completely understandable. And just like with our food, we we have we could if we ate all the food that our body craved, we'd be all fat and diseased within about two years. So we have to choose mindfully about what food goes into our body. In the same way, we have to be mindful of what gives us our sense of belonging. You know, I think choose to belong to something that serves you, your future or your family's future or, or your community. Um, you know, a gym, make music in a band or with other people, you know, helping out at school, maybe a business you want to grow, something that's going to serve people, that is where you want to look for your sense of belonging. Now, the desire is to join these kind of cults and to subscribe to these kind of cults because they're, they're like hacks, like sugar's a hack, but it's fake. And so are cults, they're a fake belonging. So choose wisely where you get your belonging. And that ultimately is how you make the world better not by, by focusing on what you can actually change not by by trying to change the world as a keyboard warrior 
a misinformed keyboard warrior. Anyway, guys, I love you, and I'll see you later on. Bye-bye. Thank you.